Hi, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Courtney, and this is Caffeinated Crimes, your girl is officially married edition. Woohoo! I know you guys are so excited. <laughs> yeah, so at the time we're recording this, I'm not married. But by the time this is released, <laughs> I am married. <laughs> I was also wondering this morning, um, when I was getting everything set up, because Courtney and I label our audio files with our initials to like know whose is whose to combine mm-hmm. them. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if Courtney's going to change up her initials and... That'll be weird, but I guess yeah, that's how maybe. it works. I don't know. I guess it'll just be whatever I feel that day, so you might <laughs> just get who knows what. <laughs> just combine them or just start going with the first name. I don't know why we mm-hmm. do first and last name. It's not like there's 40 of us that we need to <laughs> distinguish yeah. who is it. You could just put, like, C. <laughs> yeah. But. but, you know, that's... I, I'm very big on, like, once I start doing something a certain way, that's just how I'm going to do it until I die. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But yeah. you could always change it up, try something new. Be those people, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> new things are good. New things yes. are good. <laughs> um, and since Courtney is, at the time that you guys are listening to this, in Hawaii and living her best life on her honeymoon, um, in the two years that we have been doing this podcast, we are taking our very first week off next week. So next mm-hmm. Tuesday, there will not be a new episode. Um, you'll have to wait until the week after that because we are taking a much-deserved break. However, um, if you guys want more of us on patreon.com slash caffeinatedcrimes, we do now have 20 bonus episodes. So the new one comes out this week as you guys are hearing this. So if you Mm -hmm. need a new episode to get you through next week without an episode, you can check out that one and the other 20 episodes that are there. So yeah, there's a lot of like binge worthy stuff in there. So Mm -hmm. you could just be like, man, I didn't get an episode 20, 20 bonuses right there. Yep. At your fingertips. And and just $5 a month for all those bonus episodes. So just keep that in mind. If you guys are Looking for some new content from us um, during this next week. Um, As far as true crime updates, um, a pretty big one this week. So I'm sure I would hope anyone who is listening to this podcast listened to Serial, the OG true crime podcast. Um, So Adnan Syed, who was the subject of that podcast, um, there is an update in his case. They are testing some new evidence um, that was not previously tested. So... If you guys are not aware, there's a big debate on whether or not he is um, guilty. He has been in prison for quite a while for this crime, but a lot of people do believe that he is innocent. Um, He does have a new attorney, and they are testing some new evidence in that case. So maybe in the next few months or so, we'll have some updates on what's going on with that. Yeah, and um, I think her name's Rabia, who does the other podcast. She's like friends with him. And is a big part of his case or whatever. Mm -hmm. She posted basically a long post about the update and how, like, for the first time, the state is also like, yes, we need to test this evidence. So, like, for the first time, like, they're on their side, too. And, like, I don't know if this is somebody is finally listening or they have enough technology to test the small amounts of DNA versus back in the late 90s when they didn't. But it could be pretty big. Um, Yeah. If I'm being honest, I still don't know how I feel about that case. I don't know if he did it or didn't do it. It's it's a tough one. Um, it's one of those, like, anytime... It's like, you know, making a murderer. Anytime you have a piece of media that comes out, like, super biased one way or the other, it's really hard to tell 
what happened and what your own thoughts are on it. Um, because mm-hmm. obviously the person who is putting that together has their view and they're trying to show the world that view, which is fine, cool, but there are always two sides to every story. So it is hard to tell sometimes with stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I don't believe that if he remembers committing this crime that he would be like, yeah, test the evidence. But yeah, we've also seen like psychopaths who are just like, test it. And it's like blatantly them. And they're like, no, it's not. So or, you know, know. Um, if, if he's like, well, I'm in prison for however long anyway. So like, why not? Maybe there was a problem mm-hmm. with how it was preserved. So like, maybe this is a way for me to get off, you know, even if I am guilty, if it comes back that I'm guilty, I'm still in prison. It doesn't change anything. So, yeah. I mean, that could be, that could be a possibility as well. Um, but there are definitely a lot of, uh, like, inconsistencies or things that don't really add up in that case. So, mm-hmm. who knows? And it did happen so long ago. And yeah. so many of, like, the key players are, like, high school students. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, none of us can really remember high school that well. So What? High school? Where did I go to high school? Who is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, trying to remember one day of high school to, like, yeah, exact when all those days blend together. Because I know, like, a big part of it, too, is, like, he didn't go to track practice or was he at the library or whatever. And it's like, I couldn't tell you for sure unless no. I had like literal proof of some form, like a picture of me with a timestamp yeah. where I was on any given day. So exactly. And another little update. I don't think we've talked about this before. Um, there's the, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, um, <laughs> Juicy Smollett. Uh, he's the actor who back in 2019 um, said he was a victim of a hate crime and it comes out it didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. He made up the whole thing. Um, so he was officially sentenced for false reports to police. Um, so he's going to have to spend 150 days in jail and he'll have 30 months of probation. Um, and so this was just kind of like a huge blow for like hate crimes I guess because you're like a big like you're you're an actor like you have some status and you're like this happened to me and then it come out you lied and then of course all the people who were like hate crimes aren't real are like see people just lie about it so exactly it was kind of a big blow but he is getting sentenced now because you can't lie about shit like that (laughs) so um yeah he was officially sentenced Three years later. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's just like this huge, like, like steps back for like the hate crime statutes and being able to mm-hmm. charge crimes with this additional, you know, hate crime status. Like, it's just this huge step backwards because it's like, okay, if this person with this huge platform who has what reason to lie, you know, yeah, if they're lying, then who else is lying? And then it's just, it makes you doubt everyone's story, you know? So it is just really sad that actual victims have to deal with this kind of thing happening you know yeah it's just like when it's like very rare that like a woman lies about like being raped and then after that they're all like well she could be lying and Mm -hmm. it's like because the few that do yeah (laughs) exactly so i'm going to get into today's case um it's kind of hard to get information for this one so that's why there are so many sources so i apologize that (laughs) this will be a bit long-winded um but we did use an international business times article 
youdiscovermusic.com, songfacts.com, howtokaraoke.com, Esquire magazine, <laughs> music musicaholics.com, a ranker article, and historyofyesterday.com. So, a lot of piecemeal information here. My favorite is how to karaoke. Like, <laughs> like that's like your thing. Like, you just imagine, how do I karaoke? I don't know, you just sing. Like, like, I, I need some specific instructions here. I'm a little confused about the concept. Um, also, like, if you don't, like, read episode descriptions and you just, like, hit play and you don't know what's coming. I wonder what you're thinking right now after that list of sources. <laughs> very true, very true. So, the song My Way was popularized by Frank Sinatra in 1969. Uh, many consider it an anthem for a life well lived and like reflecting back fondly on choices made and just kind of that, you know, celebration of doing things your way. Um, however, this song has led to countless deaths. So the song was originally composed in French, titled Comme d'habitude, and I'm really sorry for our French listeners because I even took three years of French and I still butchered that. Um, but that I was d- like, you took French. You should. Yeah. You got this. I should. I should, but mm, still, still not great. Um, the accent. I can't quite get it. So <laughs> that does translate to as usual, and it was written by Jacques Raveau and Giles Thibault about a man at the end of his marriage who feels that their love is dying just from, like, the boredom of everyday life. Like, they've lost interest in each other, and they're just kind of, like, it's kind of petering out, you know? The the spark is no longer there. So that's kind of what the original song was about. So it was pitched to French pop star Claude Francois, who made enough tweaks to it to earn his own co-writing credit. So just kind of how this song is evolving. So Claude Francois recorded it in 1967, and it became popular in parts of Europe. And David Bowie actually attempted to rewrite the song in English and called it Even a Fool Learns to Love, but his demo was rejected. Didn't go anywhere. And a few months after Bowie's rewriting attempt, Canadian singer-songwriter and actor Paul Anka heard the song while staying at his house in France, and he really liked the melody but not the lyrics, so he wanted to rewrite it. And he knew the French publisher who gave him the song and allowed him to make it his own. So at the time, Frank Sinatra had recently announced that he was thinking of retiring, so Anka mostly wrote the song as like a reflection of Sinatra's life. Um, And he did call the English version My Way, and the lyrics changed to the song we know today about looking back fondly on a life lived on one's own terms. So A very different song from, like, talking about, like, your marriage losing its spark to looking back on your life. (laughs) Yeah, very different. I guess he just, like, really liked the melody, so he's like, let me Mm -hmm. just turn this into something different. Um, And I thought it was really cool, too, that it was, like, specifically written, like, for Sinatra, like, about his life. Yeah. which is interesting when we get into a little bit later. Um, so Frank Sinatra recorded My Way on December 30th, 1968 at Western Records, and the song entered the Billboard charts in the last week of March 1969 at number 69 and then reached its peak of number 27 six weeks later. But in the UK, this version has spent more time on the singles chart than any other song, a total of 124 weeks. So... United Kingdom loves this song, apparently. (laughs) Um, And this is twice as long as the second longest song, which is Amazing Grace. So just to give you some perspective here of how popular this song is there. And 
Since Sinatra's release, Elvis Presley, Sid Vicious, and Aretha Franklin have all done covers of My Way. But supposedly, Sinatra did not like the song, and his daughter said that he called it self-serving and self-indulgent, and he didn't like that that was, like, a song that he was strongly associated with. He was like, this isn't, this isn't me, I guess, even though it was literally written, like, about him, but I guess that's not how he sees himself for his life, you know? That's kind of interesting that he still, like, agreed to record it. You know what I mean? That he was like, I hate this, but I guess I'll record it. (laughs) Which he probably also didn't realize that it would become as popular as it did. So it was just like, yeah, just another song, whatever. And, like, you never know, like, which songs are going to blow up in the way that they do. I think that happened with, like, Elvis and Blue Christmas. Mm. Like, he didn't want to record it. And that's why that, like, ooh, is there. Because he told the background girl, like, do something absolutely ridiculous so that this will (laughs) not be made. He was like, because I don't want to do it. And then, like, people love it. They're like, like, yes, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So even though Sinatra was not a huge fan, the song is very powerful and special to a lot of people. So for this reason, My Way has become a very popular karaoke song. And now because this is a true crime podcast and this is totally expected and what you think is going to happen next, we're going to cover the history of karaoke. So (laughs) I feel like anyone who's like not familiar with this, what we're talking about is like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, what are you guys doing? It's coming. It's coming. Just look at the title. It says killings in there. It's coming. (laughs) But, you know, I, again, it was hard to find, like, detailed information, and I found this part super interesting. And because this is our podcast, pod, pod, podcast. This is a podcast right here. <laughs> because this is ours, we're going to do what the hell we want. So I hope you like it. Everyone now is like, I see why you're taking a week off. Yeah, they're like, y'all I need a break. I understand. Yes. <laughs> so... Supposedly, karaoke started at a snack bar in Japan when a performer was unable to make it, so the owner played some in- instrumentals and invited customers to sing on stage, which is super interesting. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. person can't make it, so we'll just y'all sing for you yourselves. Sing <laughs> um, so, kara comes from the word karapo, which means empty or void, and oki comes from the word orchestra, which means orchestra. So if you guys are How I Met Your Mother fans, Ted Mosby was right all along. Had no idea. Thought he was just bullshitting over there. So I think I looked it up when, like, he said that. I was oh, like, is yeah. that true? Because I was like, that's too spot on to, like, yeah, right? be made up by the writers. But, yeah. Yeah, I like Isn't that it. beautiful? What does he say? Isn't that haunting? I think he says it's haunting, haunting maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think that sounds, that sounds haunt, hauntingly beautiful, maybe? Maybe. Anyway. Um... So the word karaoke was invented after an orchestra went on strike and a machine had to be used to play the music instead. So Japanese musician, I'm really sorry to our Japanese listeners, Daisuke Ino, Ino, Inoue, mm-hmm, invented the karaoke machine in 1971. So he played drums and pianos in clubs for singers to sing along to. And one time he was invited to join someone, but he declined and sent a recording of himself playing instead. So this prompted him to create a machine called the Eight Juke that featured a stereo, amplifier, coin machine, and microphone. So Inoue did not patent his invention. So Filipino Robert Del Rosario patented the first karaoke machine called the Karaoke Sing-Along System in 1975. So unfortunately, 
Inouye never received any money from his invention, although he would go on to receive the IG Nobel Peace Prize and was named one of the most influential Asians of the century by Time magazine. So if you're not familiar with the IG Nobel Peace Prize, which I was not, I was like, what the hell is this? Because the article didn't (laughs) explain it, so I had to look it up. Um, It is a satirical prize that started in 1991 and is awarded annually to 10 individuals who had unusual or trivial achievements in scientific research. So I thought that was super interesting. No idea that was a thing. I mean, it does suck that you didn't get, like, the money for that machine, but I mean... Getting the IG Nobel Peace Prize, which sounds pretty funny, and also named one of the most influential Asians of the century by Time Magazine. I mean, it's a fair trade, at least. I mean, at least at least you can find his information when you search. Like, if, if you just look like who invented it, it's not really that easy to find. Mm-hmm. But if you dig a little deeper, his name is out there. So that's good, I guess. But... So karaoke became very popular in Japan in the late 70s and 80s, and the first karaoke bar in the United States opened in Los Angeles in 1982. So video cassettes and CDs allowed karaoke to start becoming a fun activity for home as well. So most Japanese homes did not have adequate soundproofing to perform karaoke at home, so they started building karaoke boxes, which provided the necessary soundproofing. Um, And the karaoke boxes were introduced to bars in the 1990s. The Karaoke World Championship started in Finland in 2003, and there are now 30 countries that participate in this championship. I guess for some reason, I didn't think karaoke was this new. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, it is a fairly new thing. Like, only the 70s? Like, that's not that long ago. Yeah. For, like, something that people love so much. I don't know. For some reason, it just seems like something that would be happening for, like, a long time. But I guess it also makes sense that, like... You don't have the machine yet, but... <laughs> yeah, because I guess the, the karaoke concept is dependent on, like, the the machinery to be able to, like, mm-hmm. have, like, the instrumentals for a specific song without the vocals and, you know, because, like, yeah. in the 40s, like, are you able to, like, separate the vocals from the instrumentals to, like, sing it at home on your own, you know, so... So, karaoke grew to be very popular in the Philippines as well, so... In fact, the Philippines has the most at-home karaoke boxes in the world, with almost every home having their own karaoke box. So, like, Filipinos love karaoke. Um, And it is common for groups to sing together during gatherings, so not even just, like, going out to karaoke. It's like, oh, I'm having a party at home, let me whip out my karaoke box. Like the office? Exactly. (laughs) Just like that. Um, And each district has around 10 karaoke bars and interest fees are in entrance. Did I just say interest? Entrance fees. I don't know what I said. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, But those fees are pretty cheap, which make it a common activity in a country that's pretty poor. So one song is the equivalent of 10 cents in a place where 80% of the people earn less than $2 a day. Um, So because this is such a poor place and this is such a cheap activity, it's really popular. Um, It's very Mm -hmm. fun, as we all know. You know, just a good thing to enjoy. Um, But they take karaoke very seriously. So they expect to see people like singing well and putting on a good performance. Like this is not this American karaoke where like you're super bad and it's funny and it's Mm -hmm. people enjoy that. Like, no, they expect like I'm going to a concert. Like everyone should be like American Idol. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like if you are getting up on stage and singing, you should be singing well. So 
As most of us know, a little alcohol is usually required before you have the courage to sing karaoke. Um, so Dr. Roland B. Tolentino, who is a professor at the University of Philippines Film Institute, told the New York Times, the Philippines is a very violent society, so karaoke only triggers what already exists here when certain social rules are broken. I did quote that man because I did not want to say that we are saying that the Philippines are violent. I'm saying that yeah. this man who <laughs> lives there is saying this. So um, many drunken fistfights occur at bars in the Philippines as well. And there are more than 1 million illegal guns in circulation in the country. So violence, guns, and off-singing carry off. Try that again. Off-singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> So violence, guns, and off-key singing are apparently a recipe for disaster. I mean, true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you get drunk and you just start wanting to fight people for no reason, like me last weekend when a guy on a bike was on the sidewalk and asked us to move, and I was like, well, you're supposed to be on the road. (laughs) Yeah, Courtney um, told the cyclist that he needs to follow the rules of the road and be on the road, and this is, you know two in the morning after we were shutting down the karaoke bar. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so Courtney's just trying to get into a fight with this guy when she's walking home in her sock feet. So, you know, badass Courtney. Over hey, I have my shoes and those had a high heel. I could do some damage. <laughs> that is true. My feet hurt really bad, guys. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> so in 2007, 29-year-old Romy Beligula Beligula Belig- Peligula. I tried to say that four times instead of the same way every time. Anyway, so <laughs> he was singing My Way at a karaoke bar in San Mateo Rizal, and Beligula was supposedly singing off-key, and the 43-year-old security guard, Robolito Ortega, shouted at him that he was off-key. He's like, yo, bro, you're off-key. You're going to need to fix that. Mm. But Beligula was like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep singing. Um, So Ortega rationally pulled out a 38 caliber pistol and shot him. You know. Yeah. As you do. Totally reasonable response to someone singing off key. (laughs) Oh, man. I would have died so hard at that karaoke (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ortega was detained by an off-duty police officer while Beligula died on the karaoke stage. And many articles claim that at least six people were killed in similar manners between 2002 and 2010 in the Philippines alone, with more than a dozen being killed in other countries. So at a family gathering at a karaoke bar in Manila, which is the capital of the Philippines, a woman started singing My Way when someone in the audience laughed. And the singer's uncle, who was a police officer, started waving his revolver around and the audience (laughs) fled the area but no injuries were reported. Um, and the family did ban the song from their future gatherings, which, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> They're like, this is getting too serious. No one's allowed to sing this again. So other claims of My Way murders include those hogging the microphone and some singing My Way on repeat for hours on end, which mm. would drive me crazy, too, if I'm being yeah. honest. I mean, I don't think I would kill someone over that. But I would be very mad. <laughs> Courtney says, I don't think. Not not a not a guarantee. I don't think that would happen. I don't think that would happen, but And I'm like, I'm also I'm assuming... not in these people's shoes. You know what I mean? Like maybe that is just your breaking point. And I I understand that sometimes. <laughs> Courtney's like, this is it. This is the thing that tips them over the edge. Um I also assume that those are at like the at home karaoke parties because 
I feel like in a bar, like, how do you, unless you just, like, don't give up the microphone, but then how do they keep playing the song over and over? You know, like, well, I guess it would have to be. the sentence does say, this led to many karaoke bars removing the song from their choices or only allowing it in private karaoke rooms. So I do think it was in a literal bar. You know, maybe if I was following along with the notes instead of painting my nails, I would know what the hell Courtney's going to say next <laughs> instead of just talking out my ass. I was like, I don't know how to say this without being like, Jacqueline, everything you just said. Um, whoops <laughs> but also like they would ban them because people wouldn't get upset about singing like off tune which i mean i know this is like a frank sinatra song but i'm like are you not singing any other song off key ever like why is yeah. it this one that makes people so angry but yeah who knows so the last known My Way killing in the Philippines occurred in 2018 at a birthday party. Um, a 60-year-old man took the microphone from his 28-year-old neighbor when My Way was about to start. The neighbor initiated a fitch. The neighbor initiated a fist fight, which eventually led to him stabbing the older man who was pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, so this phenomenon is tied to the Philippines, but appears that it is a theme in other Asian countries as well, involving more songs than just My Way. So in March of 2008 in Thailand, a man named Weenus Chumkunerd shot eight people, including his brother-in-law, because he thought they were singing Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver off-key. So... I guess there are other songs that people get really mad about <laughs> off-key singing. <laughs> um, and he had supposedly warned them about their loud karaoke parties and said he'd have to come back and finish off the job if he couldn't talk some sense into them. And he said they were all too drunk to even plead for their lives. And I'm like, so you went ahead and shot them? Like, is, is that, are you bragging about that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, anyway, weird, <laughs> weird situation there. <laughs> And later in 2008, a man in Malaysia was stabbed to death in a karaoke coffee shop, which sounds like my dream, first off. Um, Being stabbed to death in a karaoke coffee shop? (laughs) That's your dream, Courtney? More so the karaoke (laughs) coffee shop, but I mean, I guess. I I go, I go. (laughs) If you gotta go some way, that's a pretty good way to go, right? Yeah. We're not, that was a joke, I'm sorry, that was insensitive. Anyway. Um, so he was stabbed because he'd been hogging the mic and other patrons wanted to take a turn on stage, which I feel like anytime I've gone to karaoke, there's usually like a DJ type of thing who's like controlling the order. And I mean, I guess you could put your name in a lot, but I'm like, or do you not have someone who's maybe like trying to control like who's going? I mean, if the song, if the next song starts playing and you just don't give up the microphone and you just keep singing everyone else's songs. that's true. You know, like Courtney last week at the karaoke bar when nobody came to claim their song. So Courtney's like, I'll do it. And the guy's like, okay, you're getting married. You can do whatever you want. So Courtney mm-hmm. got to sing. I will survive. That's what it was. I was like, what the hell is that song? I also want to say too, like me and Dallas have gone to karaoke before and I sang that song. And so it was like kind of like fate for that to happen because I was yeah. standing next to Dallas and they were, we were like, I was like Dallas uh, someone's gonna sing I will survive and they didn't come up and I was like I'll sing it and the guy's I'm like gonna go sing for it, it girl <laughs> I was like, okay it's very um we did not plan to record this episode like a few days after singing mm-hmm. karaoke together so this is this is interesting <laughs> yeah um and thankfully our fate was not the fate of some of these people everyone yes. was Probably singing worse than I was, if I'm being honest. So, <laughs> um, 
Um, in June 2012, three men were arrested for killing five people at a karaoke bar in Thailand. Um, also in 2012, in China, a family went out for a night of karaoke, and a four-year-old took the microphone and started singing My Way. His parents were proud, but two of his uncles became upset and said they were raising a spoiled child. Um, the argument got heated and led to a fist fight, and the little boy's cousin ran to the nearby noodle shop where he worked and came back with a meat cleaver, which he used to violently attack his uncles, and they both died on the scene. Like, like what? What? Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy, too, and, like, being like, oh, you're raising a spoiled child because he's singing my way, like... I couldn't, I'm wondering if that was like a, um, like a translation, like miscommunication kind of mm-hmm. thing. Cause I couldn't really find more information. Like I found like the Chinese phrase of like what he said, which the article said, like translates to spoiled child. But I was also mm-hmm. wondering if it means something like effeminate, like if that's more what he was saying. Yeah, like, I don't really know maybe. exactly, you know, I, I feel mean, like there the was something lost about in translation. like living your whole life, like on your own terms and maybe yeah. that's kind of against what they believe where it's like no you live for your family and like you're not that supposed to do things like your way you're supposed to do what's expected of you so maybe that's kind of that is true that is a good point um so there's many theories about why this is a common phenomenon in asian countries many say it's because they take karaoke seriously and one should only be singing if you can carry a tune and put on a good performance Um, And in a poor country where its residents are often stressed and overworked, um, this is a pastime they find pleasure in, and they become irritated when someone's not singing well and they're not enjoying themselves during this leisure activity. So, I mean, if you're only making about $2 a day and this is, like, your time to blow off steam and then, like, it's something you take very seriously and then someone's just, like, fucking around, you're like, why am I even here? (laughs) Yeah. Um, obviously, as we have mentioned, alcohol consumption also leads to violence as well, and alcohol is popular in karaoke bars. Um, also, as previously mentioned, some individuals may be prone to violence anyway, and these situations just bring out the worst in behaviors that are already there. I mean, I think fights in bars happen more often than (laughs) other places as well, so it's kind of like, it's just a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Um, some say that My Way is such a popular song that people have strong opinions about how it should be sung, and others say the lyrics themselves prompt violence. So lines such as, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention, I did that I had to do and saw it through without exception, or yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew, but through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all and I stood tall and did it my way may encourage grandiose feelings in someone and lead to conflict. So, And we don't mention it in here because I didn't find it anywhere in the research, but I think you made a really good point specifically with Asian cultures being more of a, like, collectivist society where you, Mm -hmm. you know, do things as a group, like you're supposed to live your life for the good of the community and the whole, you know, so that would make a lot of sense, like, why this specific song, like, irks people the Mm -hmm. way that it does. Because it's kind of like a selfish song you yeah know? like being like oh it's all about me it's about me and it's like nobody it's about yeah. us it goes against like um, their beliefs yeah macho culture also appears to be common in the philippines with men needing to like prove themselves or one-up each other or as karen would say toxic masculinity ruins the party again so for this reason some karaoke bars even hired 
transgender women or gay men to calm down crowds if someone was singing poorly. So they kind of brought someone in to, like, I guess, like, distract them with, you know, someone that they wouldn't view necessarily as a threat to kind of come in and, like, calm them down. It kind of reminded me of, like, jesters, like, mm-hmm. in, you know, like, old, like, royalty, like, to prevent these, like, big arguments. It's like you have, like, the clown who, like, comes in to, like, make things light yeah. and funny and kind of diffuse the situation. That's kind of what I thought of. Um, and so because they believe these individuals, like, don't pose a threat to these men who were caught up in this macho culture, they'd be able to, like, use humor to diffuse any situation, kind of, like, bring things down just a little bit. And in 2018, lawmakers in the Philippines proposed a bill that would introduce curfews for karaoke bars and attempt to reduce alcohol-related violence. Um, this obviously did not go over very well, um, and the bill did not pass, um, especially when you're like, my one leisure activity is going out to the karaoke bar on a Friday, and now you're trying to say I gotta be home by whatever time. It makes sense. And since there weren't a lot of details to share about these specific murders, we also wanted to include some karaoke fun facts so that you don't leave us for two weeks being like, I'm depressed and I never want to sing karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) So the most requested karaoke song of all time is Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, that's not what I would have picked. Not a karaoke song in my opinion, but... I mean, my husband thinks it is. If anyone... (laughs) who is listening to this went to my wedding you know that (laughs) true um there are more than a hundred thousand karaoke boxes in japan and there are over a hundred thousand karaoke bars in china alone and the world record for the longest karaoke performance ever was 456 hours two minutes and five seconds which how do you stay awake that long i don't even understand weeks I don't. That has to be... Because there's 24 hours in a day, so... That has to be, like, a group, like, rotating, like, a continuous... I don't know. That's what the internet said, guys, okay? (laughs) So, and the largest number of people performing karaoke in a group at the same time was 160,000 people. (laughs) How did you get that many microphones? (laughs) I bet they were totally on key, for sure. Definitely on key. (laughs) Um, And the global karaoke market is worth approximately... 10 billion dollars so i mean karaoke um, is a pretty fun activity you know it is i mean it's a good time get a little drunk and you go sing some karaoke and people get excited like if you pick a good song yeah um don't do like i did and go to new jersey and pick rocky top and expect (laughs) it to land i probably (laughs) people were looking at me kind of weird they're like (laughs) what is this song i don't know what's happening all very confused but (laughs) it is fun it's a fun time yeah yeah like like we've mentioned courtney and i went to karaoke last weekend i'm sure we're about to get into this more in a minute but um (laughs) every song was like perfect karaoke song like everyone shows really well like i feel like normally when you go to karaoke there's like that one person that wants to sing this like slow sad song or like some Mm -hmm. like not popular song that nobody knows but like every single song was like on point yeah and i really liked this place too because there wasn't like a stage Mm -hmm. so like when it was your time to sing they just handed you the mic and you could go like anywhere you wanted so like i could grab the mic and like go back to my friends who i know are going to be hyping me up yeah i'm not going to have to look at people being like closing their ears (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah and it like like everyone everyone's like singing along and having a good time and there's not like everyone like staring at you like Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's more like a group yeah. activity versus like a performance kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a group activity. I mean, even the bartenders were like getting into it. Yeah. Like, it was super, super fun. I'm going to have to go back there, although I'm going to have to be a little drunk because I feel like <laughs> if you're sober there, it's a little much. <laughs> a little bit. It's a very It was a, a very little small, much when I was a little drunk, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a very small, crowded place. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's called Knox Box, and it was a box. <laughs> they weren't lying. Nope. Nope. They were <laughs> very pretty, small. Pretty accurate description there. I got a lot of drinks spilled on me there. Most of them were Courtney, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I did. I did think I spelt that like Tito shot on you. Um, oh yeah, like half. But that I didn't want to take it. I didn't want to <laughs> take it. So. <laughs> so the next morning we went to brunch and I'm sniffing my jacket. I'm like, does this smell like alcohol or can I wear this to brunch? You know, it's okay. It's fine. Everyone at brunch on a Sunday morning's hungover anyway, right? I was very hungover. <laughs> <laughs> but. Those are the my way killings. Um pretty crazy like a very weird phenomenon that it happened yeah. like, so much related to this song um but yeah yeah very interesting and super interesting like getting into the theories of why does this happen in general like why does it happen specifically with this song it seems to be mm-hmm. a lot in asian countries is it just because karaoke is so popular there so you have more instances you know for this to happen or you know we'd mm-hmm. love to hear your theories on why this is happening in general with this song you know let us know love to hear what you guys think about it and i mean there could be like killings with like other songs too but it's Mm -hmm. just like not being reported as much you know it's like oh it's like the my way song oh this one and so people start talking and connecting those yeah but it's like it's also happening with other songs you're just like not talking about it as much yeah definitely it's like once like something has like a phenomenon attached to it it's like you keep seeking Mm -hmm. out that thing and yeah that could definitely be it so all that being said courtney what is your perk of the week man i don't know i mean nothing exciting has happened in the past i'm just kidding such a boring Uh, everyday week (laughs) (laughs) my perk of the week is that my bachelorette party was last weekend (laughs) and it was so much fun um it was amazing. We had a game night on Friday where we all played drinking games and kind of got to hang out. We went roller skating in our 90s gear with too many fucking children. <laughs> too a lot many of children. children were We did not take the children. The children were there. Let's specify that. <laughs> too many children. Um, like 50, easily 50 children. Yeah. In this not that big establishment. <laughs> and when roller skating, children like to reach for the nearest thing when they fall, mm-hmm. even if that's a strange adult. And I'm like, I'm not catching you. I'm sorry. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, I was talking to Sam and Cassie, and they, like, have their own roller skates and, like, go roller skating. And they were like, it was really difficult because, like, yeah. you had to, like, slow yourself down and, like, watch out because kids were just falling and grabbing. And mm-hmm. it was a lot. But then we went out i.e. the karaoke bar, (laughs) and we had brunch the next day, and it was just a perfect weekend, and it was so nice having, like, all my friends together, and we could all just hang out, Um, and the weekend went, like, really well. Like, there Mm -hmm. was no, like, I mean, obviously no one died. We all survived, Um, (laughs) but it was very, very fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And that is my perk of the week. Jacqueline, what is your perk of the week? I mean, I feel like you guys know anytime Courtney and I see each other, we're going to have the same perk of the week. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been planning this bachelorette party for 
about like eight months now had to like mm-hmm. change the venue because the airbnb canceled with no notice and still never got back to me about why had to find somewhere new you know a lot of mishaps when you're planning something for a bunch of people but i feel like it all came together pretty well i think we all had a great time i had a great time courtney had a great time and that's really all that matters because that's who we're there for <laughs> the weather was perfect oh my god absolutely perfect, perfect. it was like what like high 60s low 70s like the whole mm. weekend like yep. even Sunny, at night it was like in like, the 60s yeah. Um, it snowed yesterday now, so <laughs> thank you, March weather. But, like, the weather was absolutely perfect. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome because I totally planned that. You know, I, like, put it out there <laughs> to the universe. I'm like, we need perfect weather for this weekend, and the universe delivered. Mm-hmm. So I totally made that happen. <laughs> but Well, put that energy towards my wedding day, too. Because I, I got you. It's not fun to wake up two weeks before your outdoor wedding and see snow. <laughs> Four inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, a lot of snow, too. Not even just a dusting. Y'all got a pretty good amount of snow. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, that's it for the year. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, it was one last hurrah and then. Yes. Um, I do have to say really quick, I know we've done a lot of rambling in this episode, but um, my Southern dumbass and my Southern dumbass husband went on vacation to the Pacific Northwest a few years ago in April. And we're like, oh, like April, spring. No, there's still snow everywhere there. Like our dumbasses didn't realize that winter continues Mm -hmm. into the spring in places that aren't the South. So, you know, other people who are listening to this, like March snow's over. No, it's not. Sorry. We're in the South and snow in march is very rare so yeah it is very rare and like i mean this is the most snow we've had apparently it was the most snow in a single day since like 1993 oh wow because it was like at because they usually do it at like the airport and it got six and a half inches at the airport Wow. So that's crazy. There was a yeah. blizzard in March of 93. So, because mm-hmm. my mother was very pregnant with me and had to be like walked up our steep hill that we lived at the <laughs> bottom of to try to get somewhere with power because we didn't have power for like weeks. So, yeah. Crazy. Oof, that'd be a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? So, anyway, if you guys want to tell us about your snow, your karaoke, your wedding, your. Favorite karaoke yeah, let us song. Know your go-to karaoke song. Like, what yes. is like? This is the best karaoke song. Um, Courtney's saying "Goodbye Earl," which is very fitting for a bachelorette party because you're singing about murdering your husband. So, what else could you possibly want <laughs> no, to sing about? I did drunkenly <laughs> turn to this guy at the bar who'd been talking to me, and I was like, "I'm singing Goodbye Earl to remind my husband to never do anything <laughs> wrong." I was like, "This is his warning song." And he wasn't there. He's not. He doesn't hear any of that. I'm like, oh, don't oh, worry. He got plenty of videos. So. Oh, yeah. He saw a video of me when I was singing I Will Survive, I guess. And mm-hmm. he just was like, you look hammered. And I was she like, was. isn't that the point? Right. <laughs> like, this is the one night, like, I can go get hammered. And no one can really say anything because it's like, I mean, it's your bachelor. We yeah. Think you should get hammered. So true. <laughs> so true. The, at the beginning of the night, someone offered to buy Courtney a drink. And Courtney's like, oh, no, I'm good. And we were like, girl, no. You have to accept every single drink that is offered to you tonight. And she did after that. So I'm very proud. Yeah. And then one man, um, I'm still a little salty about this, <laughs> bought me a shot, was talking to me very nice, and then goes, I know what happens on these bachelorette weekends. Don't cheat on your fiance tonight. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Like, You're like, does, you don't does that know happen? Me. Like, I don't. <laughs> I told my mom that. She was like, isn't that more like the bachelor weekend stereotype rather right? than the bachelorette? Like, yeah. what? You're like, I'm just out here drinking and singing with my girlfriends. Like, I yeah. don't. Like, the only men we talked to that night were the men that were buying you drinks because you got to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway. 
So let us know all of those things on Instagram at Caffeinated Crimes Pod, on Twitter at Caff Crimes Pod. Just imagine somebody tweeting us like their bachelorette party pics. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're on Facebook at Caffeinated Crimes Podcast. You can email us at caffeinatedcrimespod at gmail.com. We already plugged it earlier, but if you guys need another episode to get you through this next week without us, we are on patreon.com slash caffeinatedcrimes, where you have bonus episodes, where you have a pin, a sticker, um, you video episodes, uh, what else do we do? Monthly hangouts, we got all Discord, all kinds of fun stuff over there. Um, So definitely check all that out. Yeah, and thankfully our Apple Reviews giveaway is over. Um, But if you still want to review us on Apple or Spotify, it is greatly appreciated because that is how we'll get more listeners and people to notice us. So if you want to do that, you can. But in the meantime, go have a cup of coffee. And don't commit a crime.